0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ben and Chris Talk Sports. I'm Chris. And I'm Ben. And we are here, as always, to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and random happenings from around the world of sports. You know, me and Ben have been saying for months, Ben especially, no baseball. There Correct. will not be a season. Correct. There's no way. They can't come together. Correct. We recorded Wednesday morning, afternoon, and we both doubled down on that. And I said, you know what, Ben, you were right. And I stood by that. And there's no way they play. They're getting close to an agreement, but they will not agree. And about 20 minutes after I posted that, they announced a deal to play the 2020 MLB season. Because, of course, they did.
1: I just want to say, I told you this after it occurred, they still haven't got on the field yet. Just
0: Oh, and I agree. I agree. I, I think at this point, unless they're shut down by states and local governments, if you know there happens to be uh, another large number of virus cases and they just say simply we we can't do this. I don't I don't care. You can't play. I think we'll see some games maybe. But man, this is still not a guarantee. There's still so much between then and now that can happen.
1: But let's be for once. At least for me for once. Be positive.
0: I'm positive about a lot of things. No, I no, just wasn't positive they were going to play this year.
1: Um more more specific with me. You know, be positive and talk about something other than trashing them. Sure. So Let's talk about the
0: teams. Okay. Naturally, because now that baseball is, and we're going to proceed as baseball is back. Yes. Until we have reason to believe it won't be. And there's a very good chance it will be because they've already agreed on it. So like I said, unless we have another situation where we have an increase in cases again and state and local government shut down everything again, as of right now, we're going to have baseball opening day of July 25th, I believe. Uh, 24th, 25th, and I believe spring training will, or spring training part two, will start on July 1st is when teams are supposed to report. But yeah, no, that'd be we're going to do that. We're going to break down who we think is going to win the divisions, uh, who's going to be in the World Series, the uh, projected win totals for each team. Some we agree with, some we very much disagree with. So we're gonna we're gonna actually get into some real baseball discussion about what's going to happen on the field, and I'm pretty excited about that because. I love baseball, and I love talking baseball. I just wish we didn't have, I'll just say this one last time, I just wish we did not have months and months of ugliness just to get to this point. But we're here, right. so let's make the best of it.
1: I find it interesting. So our source for the wins is from Caesars Caesar Sportsbook.
0: Okay. So, it's What very- made you choose that? Just just
1: that's what was. Uh, I think I pulled it off of ESPN.com. Okay. So that's who they had. So I'm like, yeah. Naturally, I'll just. Okay. Yeah. Let's go I grabbed it. I am telling you where it's from, yep. so I'm not just plagiarizing or not. this is not my predictions. It's just Caesar Sportsbook came out with their predictions of win totals. I find it very interesting that four of the top five teams are all in AL.
0: I also think that's pretty accurate, honestly. Looking at those teams, to right. what extent?
1: Right, and then you deep dig deep down or uh, deep further in the top 10 it's it's still more al teams which is why i thought we would just start with the al teams
0: sure i just want to say this real quick sure. um, we we decided to go through and pick our division winners for each division al and nl and then we picked the other two wild card teams or at least i did i believe you did also and we're going to have our world series predictions for who's going to play in the world series you're going to have some teams that are just so good you know, they're going to be where they would have been, whether it was 162, 150, or the 60 games we have. Right. Then you're going to have some surprise teams. Every year we see a lot of teams say the first 30 to 40 games, they don't really count. They're just getting everything tuned in. And when you have players that went to spring training and then they stopped for months, and now they're going to go to spring training again on July 1st, they're only going to be allowed to play three games, schedule three spring training games each. And then they're going to start playing on July 25th.
1: And you've got to factor in the August 31st trade deadline.
0: Well, no, it has nothing to do with what I'm, what I'm saying right no, now. Okay. But, I mean, you, you do have to factor it in, obviously. You're not wrong about that. But you're going to have a lot of players who are second-half players Yeah. who are, I need to get into a groove. I need to play yeah. 60, 70 games before I am in the zone to the point where I can be that all-star caliber player. So you're going to have some teams with guys who just start off hot, guys you don't expect, Mm -hmm. guys who play that hot streak the first couple months of the season. And when there is only a first couple months of the season, you're going to have some surprise teams that can end up going a lot farther than they may have if it was 162.
1: Which is why a lot of my teams, a lot of my teams, not all of my teams, a lot of my teams, very heavy pitching. Because early, usually early baseball season favors the pitchers. Oh yeah, yep. So, with I'll be fair, a lot of my teams that I picked, they're heavy pitching. So,
0: which makes sense because if you think about it, you can throw every single pitch you can throw at the same velocity, at you know a cardboard cutout in your garage if you wanted to if you're if you're a starting pitcher or yep. a relief pitcher in Major League Baseball. You can't get the same kind of feel as a hitter, even if it's the same speed, allegedly the same kind of pitches, coming from a real person, coming from because you know those aren't major league pitchers. You know, I mean the guys, the guys who, you know, the trainers and things of that nature, yeah, you know, may be able to throw an 80 mile an hour fastball, but that's not the 95 to 97 you get from most pros. It doesn't have the movement on it. These guys aren't real pitchers. Pitching machine doesn't duplicate it. You know, you're not going to get that standing in a stadium in a batter's box with a major league professional pitcher 90 feet away from you. Not 90 feet. 60 feet, 60 inches. Bases are 90 feet. Standing 60 feet, 60 inches away from you, you just you can't duplicate that. So that's why it is so much easier, not easier, but so much more likely for pitchers to, you know, come out of the gate hot and get into a groove. As opposed to hitters who may need some time, you might you might be seeing guys like Aaron Judge if he ends up playing. If he comes out and has a twenty twenty five game slump, well, how much does that hurt the Yankees?
1: Actually, I would double that up because Stanton gets into a slump too. That
0: that's just it. I mean, you, these are streaky you, hitters. Now you
1: have two position players who are in the the heart of your order having a slump. For 14 days, 15 days, oh, oh, you are already hurting.
0: Well, I mean, I'll, I'll even, I'll, I'll, I'll instead of, you know, going after a team people know I don't root for, well, the Red Sox. Oh. They're going to have enough trouble as it is. But say Raphael Devers and JD Martinez come out and they start off batting 180 for the first month of the season. Well, when your season's only 60 games and you have 25 to 28 of those, More than likely. Right. And in in, in the first month. It's gonna be really, really hard, especially with suspect pitching, which we don't know what some of these pitchers are gonna do, to do anything resembling being competitive.
1: And then your your center fielder who already can't hit his weight is gonna be. Oh Jackie Bradley Jr., yeah. He's gonna be even worse. And now if you if you take hits at, you know, like you said, JD Martinez and Rafael Devers. Can't can't get out of their slumps. Jackie relies on that June, July, August, somewhere in there, where he has that streak that gets his numbers. I don't want to say respectable, but
0: watch Jackie Bradley Jr. be the AL MVP this year. Oh my god, that would watch him hit like three forty with twenty five homers and forty RBIs or something. That would shatter
1: everything I know. <laughs> Everything,
0: but that—that's what I mean. Though it's going to be, it, 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 you're going to have cases where guys are just so good they're going to okay. dominate and they're going to be what everybody knows they are. And then you're going to have teams and players come out of nowhere and lead the league in categories they may not even come close to approaching if you were to play the extra 122 games that were left on the table because of you know COVID. And then we can. So.
1: And then we can have a conversation during the season before the season starts. And after the season's over, said, this 60-game experience, is it something that baseball should look at seriously? But that can be it for another day.
0: I, I think a shortened season is going to be absolutely something to look at. I, I agree, it is another day. But I am just so glad to, even if they're not on the field yet, to at least have... Sports in some capacity back mm-hmm. because you and I have tried our hardest, and we we hope we're putting on a good show for you guys whenever we you know whenever we get behind the mic here. But man, there has been some. Well, we're two hours before recording, and we're looking at each other like, "What are we gonna talk about?" Literally, nothing's happened. Everything's been shut down for two months, so it is gonna be really nice to have actual games going on. You can watch and observe and comment on. It's I'm 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 very excited about that. Yeah.
1: The AL, Chris.
0: The AL. American League.
1: Also, I think we should just start with the East because that's where our team resides. Okay. And about you? I know I'm not picking our team.
0: I am not picking them to win the division, no.
1: I have the Yankees.
0: I thought about the Yankees. Yeah. I think they could be called the uh, the Garrett Coles because I think he's all they have for pitching. They had They had nothing for starting pitching last year. Or declining and very mediocre starting pitching. James Paxton is injury prone if he's even available. He's available. He's just you're right. He's gonna be injury prone.
1: They don't have um, Herman. Yeah, he's he's done.
0: Severino had Tommy John, I believe. He he's not. Yeah, from, he's done. He's, he's too. done. I think they're both done. So you have literally Garrett Cole once every five games, and
1: and you look your at your the-
0: two your two offensive studs. You're talking about John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge.
1: Actually, I would I would. I, I would say Glaber Torres is their stud, even though Stanton and Judge are there. I think Torres is their their powerhouse.
0: Well, unless Glaber Torres and Garrett Cole can be a two man show and make that team, bring that team together, they're going to struggle a lot more than people think they are.
1: Do you think a two man show in a sixty game season can do that? No. Okay.
0: They'll be, They won't be the worst team in the league by any means.
1: I just here's my, here's my point about the Yankees. Is that I looked at the pitching staffs for the all all the th- all the teams. We can we agree that the starting pitching staffs for all four te- uh, for all five teams, the best right now would be the Yankees. No. You're going to say probably the Rays, right? Yes. Okay. I think, I, would, I, think I, say- I think
0: I think the team with the best starting pitching staff. In the American League East is going to be your 2020 ALE champion, Tampa Bay Rays. Okay.
1: I think that's where we'll part. Um, But I also think offensively, and we've discussed this, that offense might get real shaky most of the season. I think Labor Torres, Gary Sanchez, and Judge, more so Sanchez and and, and Torres – because I think offensively they're more powerful. Their their swings are more I don't wanna say slump proof, but they're they're not as they can they, they can just make stuff happen. Whereas I know Stanton Stanton Stanton. Injury prone and for some reason he gets scared in New York.
0: Well, we all knew he'd have the, the big the small fish in a big pond. Right. Uh, you know, vibe he can, once he went up there from Florida. So Oh, yeah. He can handle
1: it in Miami, but go to New York and he, you know. Hmm.
0: And I, I do wonder if Garrett Cole is going to have that same problem. I wonder. When he, when he, here's the thing, and I think Garrett Cole is a phenomenal pitcher. I don't want to come off as I'm dogging him just because he's wearing pinstripes. I think he looks like a giant baby without his beard, but. You no, know, you know. That's what
1: happens when you go. Yankees to York. aren't
0: allowed to have facial hair for whatever weird reason. No,
1: they're allowed to have mustaches. Oh, sure. well,
0: that's, very, that's very creepy funny. on a level that I won't even bring up because it's, a, it's attempting to be a family show. You so. might
1: as well just have a no mustache. I'm sorry. Yeah, just go yeah. with that.
0: But okay, so Garrett Cole, supposedly you know top round draft pick for the Pittsburgh Pirates, mm-hmm. stud pitcher comes out his rookie season. People don't really know what to expect from him. Does great. Okay, after that, okay to good kind of trailed off a little bit towards the end of his time in Pittsburgh, gets traded to Houston. So now he doesn't have any pressure on him. Now he's traded to a team that already has Justin Verlander. I believe Verlander was already there.
1: Verlander was already there,
0: yeah. Doesn't have to be the guy. Correct. Doesn't have to live up to the expectations because he has already kind of trailed away from the expectations. So now he can just take what talent he has. And he's not, I mean, Houston, I mean, Houston's obviously not a small town. But as far as, it's not L.A., it's not Boston, it's not New York, as far as baseball and attention goes. He got that way real quick because of a couple of trash cans, but not for the reasons they wanted. But what I'm getting at is now he signs this monster contract, monster contract, to go to New York and be the guy to take this pitching staff that has been subpar or injury prone. You have Luis Severino, you have James Paxton, you have... Garrett Cole, along with a healthy Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, Glaber Torres, John Carlos Stan, all those guys are healthy. Fit the Yankees for rings right now.
1: Oh, Herman too.
0: Okay, whatever. There go Herman. He was actually. But I'm just, I'm just saying, if those, all those guys are healthy, you can fit the Yankees for the World Series rings right now. Plus, the if... problem is they're not. Right. Stan's injury prone. Judge has had injury issues. Uh, um, Sanchez had, was injured a lot of last year in the IPs. What's that?
1: And he had the ips. Yes. And Clay Torres was out all last year?
0: A lot of it. I think he maybe played three or four games and got re-injured.
1: Yeah, because then uh, Gio Rochelle took over their base and now they have a third base issue.
0: Right. So all I'm saying is, I mean, on paper, they are a prolifically talented team. Right. The problem is... Doesn't do you any good when you have the most talented disabled list in baseball.
1: I do understand that.
0: So, if some of these guys can stay healthy, which is really tough in 60 games, to come back from injury and then get back in the swing of things in time for the playoffs. And, and, you know, it's just, I don't know. I think you had to have a team like the Rays who... Have a lot of guys from from good solid trades they made because a team like the Rays without a lot of money knows how to make good trades, get the most out of their players, and, and compete. So I really think in a short season you could have a team that's almost doesn't know any better, doesn't know they shouldn't be competitive. Especially if you have some of the guys who were injured last year coming back. You get healthy Tyler Glasnow. He was lights out last year before he got injured. Blake Snell, I mean, might be a bit of an A-hole, but he's also a damn good pitcher when he's locked in. So We'll see.
1: And I also I I was gonna and that was gonna be my point uh for the Blue Jays if I was I was leaning towards them at first, but then I looked at their not just their starting rotation, they're 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 pitching in general. And I just like Yeah, if I'm going to make my point about I think pitching is the most important thing right now because of how many games there are, I then can't turn around and say the Blue Jays are the favorite because of their awesome young talent, which, by the way, is an awesome young talent Um, of Guerrero, Biggio, Bouchette. But there's just no pitching there. So I I understand your point about the race. Um, It's just my issue is with how does the opener situation work in a sixty game to counter your issue with the Yankees and their health issue? I just I just don't know how the six the in a sixty game series and how the opener situation they have. Other than I think um, Blake Snell will be uh, obviously a starting pitcher, but the other a lot of the other pitchers are just going to have openers. I don't know how that's going to evolve in a Sixty game season, so
0: I hate that phrase opener so much. I'm sorry, but no, I know that's what they call it. They coined it. it I know. I hate it. it. I hate it. It, It's awful.
1: But it's why it's why I picked the Rays for the wild card, um, the second wild card, Um, because I don't believe in the Orioles. I don't think the Red Sox are going to be very good as far as pitching, and we can go up and down the list of who's going to who's going to hit their slumps in uh, Boston. And then the Ra- and then the Blue Jays. I just mentioned how their starting pitching is non-existent, or their pitching in general. So I think it's just I think it's just going to be Rays and the Yankees. Um, who's going to have better pitching um, throughout the sixty games?
0: It's uh, really it's really yeah. going to come down to that. I'm going to I'm going to go raise. i put putting money on on the Rays. For I don't that, I don't for that honestly, reason honestly. This
1: one I could see just. It could, You could come up to game 58, and it could be two games. Like, that would be a perfect scenario for the end of the season, where it's Yankees, Rays. Let's say, let, because we don't know the, the format. Let's say it's a, a, a three-game set, and the winner of that wins the division, and the other one wins the wild card. That could be a good series. Moving on, though, to the AL Central. Who you got? Chicago White Sox.
0: I thought about them. I really, really wanted to. I, I think they're going to be a lot better than than they were last year. Which I mean, that's not saying a lot, but they're going to be a pretty solid team.
1: Who are you looking at? Minnesota I Twins. Like, I, I think I knew the Twins. Minnesota and, Twins. And and now who did you did you have um, the Yankees for the wild card? I do not. Okay. So I won't unveil your 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 pick. I'll just say. um, I, did have the twin, I do have the Twins winning the first. On a wild card? card. Um, again, I think this one can come down to a series at the end of the season or three or four games. I like their pitching. I think it's a nice balance of veteran and youth with all that included. And I, I can go over all these names. Um, if you're a baseball fan, you know a lot of these names. They have Steven Shisek. They have Jesus Colme, Calvin Herrera. Matt Fulmer, all on the bullpen. Lucas Giolito, Dallas Keuchel, Gio Gonzalez, Ronaldo Hernandez, uh, Lopez, all starting pitchers.
0: Kopech coming back too.
1: And that's the one name yeah. that's that's not anywhere on the roster or depth chart, but it's someone you have to remember. He comes off the if he comes off the 60-day or, or the um, I'm pretty sure he's on the 60-day. He could be an effective piece out of the bullpen because the kid throws
0: gas. I think it would be a great bullpen addition because I don't, I don't think coming off of Tommy John surgery, he's going to have time to stretch his arm out enough to be a six, seven, eight inning guy. So I think I think a bullpen would be perfect for him. And Shisek has value; he'll have value
1: early on because he's a side
0: armer too. He's a side Yeah, armor. those are always tough to pick up.
1: But his value could diminish as the season goes on, even if it's a short season. But then if you can infuse Michael Kopech in there at the end, at like. The back half of it and into the postseason. Well, now you go from you can literally bring in Csec to face. Uh, you know, I think he's a. I'm pretty sure he's a lefty. But even if he's if he's a righty or lefty, I'm whatever. pretty sure
0: Csec's a lefty.
1: He comes in and faces a lefty. Then Michael Culpeck comes in right behind him. I think Michael Kopek's a lefty too. Imagine going from side armor to blowing gas. Yeah, that's like. When the oh uh, the Patriots when the Red Sox had um, Wakefield and sometimes the Sox would bring Wakefield in, in the out of the bullpen and you know who came right behind him
0: you have that that fifty eight mile an hour knuckleball and right. then you bring and anybody in behind him throwing
1: because then they brought in a uh, nineties oh yeah
0: throwing ninety eight yeah they, that's
1: just you couldn't that's pick just it up mess mess with people and then you look at the lineup and I, we we discussed the uh, pitching and how it'll be ahead but. Eloy Jimenez. They have Tim Anderson. Johan Mankata. And then, and they still have Jose Briou. And then they pick up, they trade for uh, Nomar Mazzaro. They sign Edwin Edwin Encarnacion. And they sign Yasmani Granat. God, he's got to
0: be like, 73 years old at this
1: Understandable. point. Understandable. Understandable. No, no, he
0: can still hit bombs, man. He's he's just a DH. It's all his He's just strictly a DH. I'm
1: telling you, it's a nice, it's a it's a balanced team as sh- shocking as they were bad, as you pointed out. Bad last year. They made so much movement in the offseason, and now they have a balanced veteran youth lineup, and they can infuse talent from the minor leagues if they need to. I think this this All all fairness to the Twins, I know the Twins did, and you'll talk about them. It's a balanced lineup.
0: It is, and I I struggled. It's funny because I I almost picked the White Sox to win the division, but when it came down to the wild card, I couldn't do it either. So while I think they'll make a lot of steps forward in 2020 going towards 2021, I don't think they're quite where they need to be yet. But, again, that could be one of those teams I was just talking about before we started you know, breaking this down where – they get on a hot streak. They break off, you know, twelve out of 14, 12 out of fifteen. Take a big lead in that division. You couldn't end up seeing them as the winner. So if I, you I, have an Oakland A's wouldn't, streak, wouldn't doubt it.
1: If you have an Oakland A's streak, like you did, what was it? Um, it's it's from the uh, movie Moneyball.
0: I think it was like a twenty four game winning streak. But
1: was it like? Oh six or oh? Or, or, it was oh, something like, like that. Yeah. It was around. 0-4. I
0: think it was. It was. It was four because it was year the Red Sox won the World Series.
1: If they someone breaks off a streak like that, over.
0: Yeah. That division
1: it. they're in is over.
0: Yeah. If you run off twenty five, I mean, you figure if you do <laughs> you get a twenty four game winning streak, you got to figure most teams during that time are probably going to win if they're doing really well, fifteen to seventeen games, maybe. Right.
1: And now you're looking at the traded deadline, and you have yeah. a you have a it's they're going to start. What was it? You said July twenty fourth. You run off a twenty. 20 24 game winning streak, and you're hovering just before the trading deadline, and you have a nice comfortable lead. If you see one weak area, you're going to go all in. You're going to go all in for this one season.
0: I did tell you the 24th. I was actually wrong. It's actually Friday, July 25th, as of right now, is slated for opening day. So yeah, I, I it's what I said, but all I was right. off. Uh, the uh, Twins. I'm just going to break them down real quick before I move on to our our West, our West uh, breakdown. Mm-hmm. which I have a surprise team there. But, I mean, the A's, uh, not A's, is the Twins, excuse me.
1: Is that a little foreshadowing?
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I said NL West or AOS, so, yeah, they're, spoiler. I mean, Jose Barrios has kind of flirted with everything we thought he would be. He's still developing. People forget how young he was when he came up. Oh, yeah. This kid is still, I mean, he was born in 94. He's... Yeah, he's 20, just turned 26. I mean, he could come into his own. This is about the time a lot of players, top prospects, are brought up, is when they're around 25, 26. He's already going into, I believe this will be his third year in the pros. He's coming into now, third or fourth. Could really if if he comes into his own and ends up doing what they drafted him to do, he'll be a great, a very, very solid addition Not addition, but uh, anchor. And here's the thing. We don't really know. I mean, we know what the game breakdown is going to be. We figured it out beforehand. Mm -hmm. Like you said, we're going to have, they're going to have, every team will have 10 games against each opponent in their division and then 20 interleague games against a different conference or different uh, division in the other league. But we don't know the distancing or spacing between those games. So if it turns out where a guy who doesn't normally start every fifth day if you could have like a four man rotation instead, I know it's not the direction baseball is going, but if you got a guy like a Barrios and you got a chance to win, manager could say, hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to strap the rocket to you. <laughs> Just take us where we got to go. It, this, you never this, know.
1: Chris, remember when CC went when full CC in Milwaukee?
0: Yep. What he you pitch like, back to back games it, or
1: something? It, it, And he got Milwaukee to the playoffs. Yeah. If you had CC that point in this sixty game, you, Milwaukee would. If you have them, you're just okay. Let's go, let's yep. go, big boy, let's go. Last thirty games, give us what you got, because you could literally, if you have like a ten game lead with like twenty games left, you could put your, you would put your foot down and just say we're gonna win this. So, I, Jose Barrios, if he can take that step, he absolutely can.
0: And I mean, guys like you know Jake Odorizzi. I mean, again, he's not he's not a perennial Cy Young candidate, but he's a solid pitcher. If, if on a good offense, he's been pretty good for him. Uh, you know, Homer Bailey, um, Rich Hill, Michael Pineda. They have some other guys in there. Again, with a good offense, if there's consistency around them. Could be really solid unit. Some decent relief pitchers. Honestly, some guys I don't know much about: uh, Sergio Romo, Tyler Clippard. A little bit, a little bit older, yeah, quite a bit older. But I mean, still good arms, very wise pitchers. They know how to do it, get the job done.
1: A situation like this could actually lend them to being a little more
0: effective, Absolutely. at least for the
1: first half of it.
0: Yep, talking guys who can go out there and just put the you know put the pedal to the floor, and not have to worry about lasting a whole hundred and sixty-two. You only got to do sixty. You get break down the offense a little. Mitch Mitch Garver at uh, catcher.
1: Season last, actual season last year.
0: I think he's very, he's still very underrated. I think he's a a very solid catcher, Uh, Miguel Sano. I mean, he's going to be the best two fifteen hitter in the league. (laughs) Uh, That's not a knock. I mean, he's going to hit two, he's going to probably hit two fifteen, and I mean, in a sixty game season, he's probably you still get you twenty home runs probably if he goes on a hot streak. Mm, He could
1: probably push it to thirty. Yeah, if he goes on a hot streak,
0: he's got that kind of power. I mean, then you got Marwin Gonzalez, who was really good in Houston. Um, Insert comment here. (laughs) <laughs> um, hasn't quite been as effective in Minnesota, but he plays all. He plays literally every position except pitcher, and I'm sure he could if he needed him to. He's a good hand. You know, Jorge Polanco, solid bat. Eddie Rosario, one of the most underrated outfielders in baseball. Byron Buxton, again, a guy much like, um, much like, uh oh, Jose Barrios, has not realized his full potential. And every single year it's oh, well Buxton's gonna I mean, this is gonna be Buxton's year. He's he's gonna be twenty-seven this year. He's twenty-six right now. Yeah, same age as Berrios. He is as fast as you're gonna find in the league. If he can find contact with the bat. And get on base. This guy can be a game changer, and he can completely reshape his entire offense.
1: Absolutely. He just can't. He just hasn't been able to figure it out. Has not. He,
0: that's, that's a big if. But yeah, Max Kepler. I kind of sworn they had. Uh, didn't they? Uh, no, they have Nelson Cruz obviously as the A yeah. I mean, Nelly Cruz who's gonna hit you know, eighty home runs when he's seventy five. Um. Josh Donaldson, did they get Josh Donaldson too? Yeah, he's on the, he's at third base.
1: I have him. I have him on this roster. He's
0: not. He's, he's not on this list for some strange reason. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, Josh, talking about a former former AL MVP who had a couple of down seasons. If this guy can find anything resembling his old form in a sixty game season, this team is going to do a lot of damage offensively, and they have good enough pitching to get them by.
1: I think it's. I think it's both these teams just have balanced lineups, veteran youth. Ex- intertwined in there it's really all about does the veteran players have anything left and can these young players you know Eloy and Yo- Yoan Mankata for the White Sox Byron Buxton and Mitch Garver and to a lesser extent, uh, extent uh, Eddie Rosario for the Twins can they push the envelope and give you an extra two or three wins to beat that other team because let's be honest, let's be honest, Chris, Indians maybe a little bit on the recession.
0: I think so. Yeah, unfortunately for them,
1: Royals nowhere to be found. No, and who am I forgetting?
0: Tigers. And there's your yeah, case. Yeah, exactly points. right. Yeah, not not. It's They're it's, it's a bit to, of a rebuild for old the, Detroit.
1: Tigers are still trying to fix. What Dave Dombrowski did. By the way, (laughs) Dave Dombrowski has already been through a job and
0: got fired. Yeah, he was the former Red Sox head of destructive maneuvers. I mean GM. So, as we move on to the AL West, I feel we have the same team. I think we do too.
1: You go ahead, sir.
0: The Oakland Athletics. Yes. They have pitching, they have hitting, they have bullpen. They have this uncanny ability to pull wins from the middle of nowhere. This is a team that never has any business being competitive from a financial standpoint and always finds a way to win.
1: And when you – he's going to have – and when I say he, I say Billy B.
0: He's going to have 30 – the greatest general manager in baseball history? Yes. Hands down. He's going to have
1: 30 – Probably a little less than thirty games till the trading deadline. If there's a if there's a GM, uh, I know he's not he's not GM. He's the um, president, I think. If there's if there's but if he's if there's one GM that will identify what his team is and execute trades to buy or sell, it is him.
0: Billy Bean is my baseball front office man crush. I'm just gonna say it. Like I can't I can't I I love the guy. I've, I've watched a movie Moneyball like thirty times. Oh, yeah. I cannot. I, I. He is so friggin' smart. Like what you saw in the movie is a fraction of what he actually does oh, yeah. on a day to day basis. This guy is so good. He's so good. I'm just gonna stop talking about it because I can't put into. I'm not articulate enough to justify how f- damn good this guy is at his job.
1: And and so we'll mo- we'll move on quickly from the athletics because I want to also highlight. Part of the other reason why we're looking at the athletics to win the uh, West. Mariners, I looked at their pitching rotation. I just don't trust it.
0: No, And, and I
1: don't know what they are. And I don't think they know what they are. I don't think
0: they do either, yeah. No, you're and right. And their
1: best player um, had a bad injury, uh, Mitch Hanniger. Uh, we're not, I don't know when he's going to be back, if he's going to be back this year or not. That was you he missed a lot
0: last year, too, didn't he? Yes, yeah. it
1: was. It's a bad injury. Let's just say it happened on the bottom half of his um, body. And then you look at the um, who am I forgetting? Oh, um, the Astros. I feel like they're going to get um, a little bit of not trigger happen. No, what's the what, what was the word I was using before? We started recording. Oh man, I don't know. I forgot. They're gonna get a little shell shocked. Um, yeah, being this season, I understand, and I understood your point that Manfred's gonna have when when the shelling starts to happen.
0: For those of you who don't who don't speak Ben, um, he means that the hitters are gonna get hit by a lot of pitches. They're not gonna get a chance to stand in the batter's box and work a count. They're they're
1: they're going to get shell
0: shocked within gonna, the yeah. first week. They're gonna get beaten quite a bit. Yeah,
1: they're gonna get a little gun shy. Uh, gun shy. Uh, gun- shy Swinging the bat, they're going to get a little flinchy because they're just not going to know. Even if Manfred comes out and says, "Yeah, you stop hitting players," and anyone who hits players on the Astros are going to get suspended oh, for whatever.
0: Rob's got to protect his boys to make himself look good.
1: But if you can sell it that you're you're not hitting them intentionally, they're they're going to get they're going to get hit. There's players that have already come out and said it. To your point, some of them are probably just a little bit of a talk, but some people are going to hit them. They're going to get a little shell talk. That's why I don't think the Astros are going to win. Uh, the Rangers, I looked at their roster. Again, the same problem with the uh, the Rangers as with the Mariners. I don't know what they are. I don't know what direction they're going to go. They traded for Corey Kluber, and Corey Kluber, unfortunately, is probably getting to the point where his pitches aren't as effective because there's not the miles per hour he wasn't a flamethrower. No, but some of his pitches relied on having a little distance in the miles. Yeah, he's hour. got to talk
0: to Justin Verlander about reestablishing himself because Verlander had the same problem for a bit there, and he he re, whatever he was missing, he found, and he right. became dominant again.
1: And I don't mention the Angels, even though they are the best player in baseball. I don't trust them.
0: Having said all that, who are your two American League Wild Card teams?
1: I said Twins and the Rays.
0: I have. Houston Astros? Oh, boy. The talent's there. Say what you want about the sign the stealing and all that stuff. They have an incredible offense. They have a young, up-and-coming arms in the bullpen, and they still have one of the best pitchers in baseball, even older. He's still one of the best in Justin Verlander. Zach Greinke, as long as you don't put any pressure on him in the playoffs, he'll be fine in a regular season. He folds like origami once the chips are down, but he's fine in a regular season. And then whatever else they have there. Uh, and... I'm Call me a homer. Boston Red Sox. They're going to be the second Wild wildcard team. They're going to play. The pitching is going to be suspect. However, people keep, keep seeming to forget it was not the Boston Mookie Bettses on offense. They oh, have Rafael Devers. They have J.D. Martinez. They have
1: Xander Bogarts, Xander
0: Bogarts who's one of the best young players in baseball. They have Michael Chavez, who still has yet to prove what he can do. If Jackie Bradley Jr. goes into full July and August mode, you never know what you're going to get out of him. They have... Um, Oh, the other kid, uh, Benintendi. There ben, you go. Andrew Benintendi, who is just waiting to break out. This is an offense that can do a lot of damage. And if the pitching staff comes out and surprises people, I think the bullpen's actually better than it was last year. That's not saying a lot because it was terrible. <laughs> That's an understatement. But if they can come out and have an effective bullpen, and these starters can get past the fourth inning, which they weren't doing last year, uh, some this of team so can win.
1: Some of them couldn't get past the second inning.
0: There are some first-ending troubles there, too. Here's the thing. Toronto has a lot of hype because they have a lot of great second-generation players. Not saying those guys won't be good. In a 60-game season, they're either going to end up winning 15 and struggling, or those guys are going to be almost too young to know any better, and they're going to end up killing it. Who knows? That's going to be a coin flip. Baltimore is a dumpster fire. They've been rebuilding since 1989, and they're just... I don't know. They, they never feel like a threat. And I think the Yankees are gonna have too many injuries to be what people think they're gonna be, especially if Garrett Cole can't perform on the big stage consistently, that team is going to be bad. So
1: I get I get what you're saying about the the Red Sox. It's just the the starting pitching, I just don't I don't see it.
0: I, just, I don't see it over 162. I don't think it can maintain, but over 60, it might be able to.
1: Okay, but I don't, I don't, I don't. I need to see you. You mentioned injuries for the Yankees, correct? Right. I just, I have to see if Nathan Evaldi can sustain. Martin Perez, there's a reason why he was a free agent.
0: I sort oh. to point out David Ortiz was a free agent right. at one point, also. Right.
1: Correct, correct. Colin McHugh, he's day to day, and and. I know he had injury problems in Houston. Okay. Ryan Weber is slated to be their fifth starter. Trust me. I have full belief in Erod. I do. I think this could have been his breakout season if it was a full season. And I love what I saw when from Darwinson Hernandez. I do. And I think he'll be the closer past this season. Because I just I think his stuff his plays better in the bullpen yep. than starter. Because they had him as a starter. But they saw what he did in the bullpen last year and it's like, ooh, I like what you I see. You don't think there.
0: Brandon Workman is a long term answer for a closer? No. I to say I do, I do like Brandon Workman as a reliever though. I do think he's very good. I do. I just think and I think he could be effective as a closer this year. But yeah, long stuff, term yeah, long term it's not there.
1: The stuff from Darwin Internet is just tells me ninth inning, you're leading. And he figures it out up here because it's always about up here for the ninth inning, guys.
0: Yeah. It's always a mental game.
1: He can figure it out?
0: They can't they can't they can't see you.
1: Just shut him down. Just shut him He'll shut them down. I know. I know they can't see. Him. But soon they will be able to see.
0: Him. Yeah, but they. But can't I, yet, I like,
1: so. I like what you say about him, and I like. I know they have some prospects coming up. Um, I like that you didn't mention Alice Verdugo because I just I.
0: I don't know what to expect from him honestly.
1: And he couldn't. He couldn't break through with. I, I know L. A. had a ton of outfielders, but there are plenty of people that. Cody Bellinger passed him. And as great as Cody Bellager has been, I think Alex Verdugo was a higher draft pick, higher draft pick than um than Cody Bellinger. Yet he surpassed him by leaps and bounds. Jock Peterson surpassed him. It's just there's a lot of I don't trust in 60 games to say I think the one person on this list that is slump proof is Xander Borgards.
0: I think J. J. D. Martinez is a hitting professional. I think he'll be okay. And Rafi Devers, I like what I see. I see
1: improvement every single year from yeah. Devers, and I think
0: big jump last they're, year. There
1: are just very few holes in his swing, and if he gets going, he can get going. It's the rest that and and the pitching staff just scares me to think that they're just not going to be able to beat the Yankees or the Rays.
0: Well, the Yankees got to get their own arms healthy before they can even worry about a pitching staff. True. But having all said that way, we got to get to the National League, and we got a National League will be a little bit more brisk because there's we don't go quite as in depth because, well, at least for me, not so many surprising teams. Having said that, your representative for the American League in the 2020 World Series is the Chicago White Sox, Oakland Athletics. This is the year Oakland brings the trophy home.
1: That's
0: fair. Okay, spoiler. Sorry, future NL pick.
1: That's okay. All right,
0: AL East, what you got? And AL East, NL East. We already said the AL
1: East. It means it's clear the Nats. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, if I'm going to speak about pitching, uh, yeah. there's one team, <laughs> they, there's yeah, one team that has the majority of the pitching. It's it's the Nats. It's just
0: I don't even think we have to go all that long on this. They're just they a Max Scherzer. They have uh, uh, Patrick Corbin. Who say what you want about him, but as the number three behind Strasburg. And, 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 uh, Scherzer, uh, Patrick your number three, you're in really good shape. Bullpen solid. The hitting is just as good as it was last year. And,
1: and, and the pitching can carry them to the trading deadline. If they see a player out there that's on the table and they have a position, whether it be replacing Ryan Zimmerman or replacing one of their outfielders, they can go get them and insert them in their lineup, no problem. So this, the East is is just going to be locked up by the Nats. I just think so.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know how anybody. I looked at every you know other teams, Phillies. I think they're just they're still a little too young. Um, Braves.
1: The pitching yeah. for the Braves just just
0: a little shaky. Yeah. So I they're, mean,
1: they're good, but you just you're not sure. You're just not sure. Yeah.
0: Central. Reds. 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 Oof. You're going full Trevor Bauer, huh?
1: I'm a, I'm a Trevor Bauer kind of guy. I mean, I mean the pitching again. It's the pitching. I just like I uh, Castillo. I like Sonny Gray. I like what Sonny Gray's done since he's coming over from the Yankees. And crazy without that
0: pressure, what he's been able to do. Huh? Right. Yeah.
1: Trevor Bauer, obviously, and then you go to the bullpen. They have uh, Lorenzen, Pedro Strop, Amir Garrett, and then Rizal Iglesias out of the bullpen. It's a rotation that. A Rotation and a bullpen that just says we're going to dominate. Who do you got?
0: I have the St. Louis Cardinals. I know it's. I mean, it's the
1: St. Louis Cardinals. Kind of a
0: safe pick, but St. Louis Cardinals seem perennially competitive. Uh, Solid pitching. You got guys like Adam Wainwright, who seems to be. It seems like Adam Wainwright's pitched since nineteen sixty three. He's only thirty nine, but it seems like he's been around a lot longer than that. He's a little bit up there, but, I mean, you know, experience and talent is still experience and talent. Right. And, again, 60-game season, he's not starting 35 or 40 games. He's starting at a five-team rotation, 12 games at the most, and then the playoffs. He can get into a groove and not worry too much about tiring out. Jack Flaherty, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of this guy pitch, in all fairness. I, I watch a lot more American League Baseball than I do National mm-hmm. League, but, uh, uh people talk about this guy like the second coming of Sandy Kovacs. We'll see. I'm not saying he's not, but if he is what people say he is, he'll be a solid a solid anchor for that rotation. Bullpen, solid, not outstanding, well, but here, but here's, good.
1: Here's what I say, Chris, about the bullpen. Cuz I know Jordan they're high on Jordan Hicks as a a closer, although he's on the 60 day. Carlos Martinez they had him in the bullpen, and then they just uh, they brought him into the yep. back into rotation. They they uh, they looked at him early in his career as a young Pedro Martinez, and it just hadn't translated. I like what I saw from him in the bullpen. I think they should have let him in the bullpen. They have him slated as a fifth starter on ESPN. I think it would do him and them justice to say Carlos stay in the bullpen. Finish your career in the bullpen. I think you got you got the stuff to extend your career. Because yeah. if you rely on being a if you're a fifth starter, it's like King Felix, who's got an invite with the. Braves. Thank you. You have to adjust your career. If you don't have the stuff anymore, or maybe maybe he'll figure it out and he'll be a great starter. Justin, uh, just really, it looked like he was done. And he reinvented it, as you said. He reinvented himself and, and evolved, and, and now he's back on top. It's just a matter of what your pitches look like, your miles per hour, the the distance between your fastball and your changeup or curveball or, or cutter as far as, like, miles per hour. If you can't get that difference, if a hitter doesn't look at your fastball and your cutter and your changeup and see a, a difference in speed, right, you're screwed. Right. So, that would be the only thing I would say about the St. Louis Cardinals is they just should leave Carlos in the bullpen.
0: And and, and here's the thing about a team like the Cardinals, where they may lack an actual uh, uh, ability, um, established ability. Let's not forget they have one of this generation's great catchers behind the plate. Oh, yes. And Yadier Molina, who, I mean, this guy... It's almost like having a a plus 2 or a plus 3 in every stack category having a guy of his experience and and knowledge behind the plate. He can take a young pitcher and help them through situations they may not be able to handle. His experience will add will just it just makes there there's very few things in sports where one player's knowledge can absolutely impact somebody else as so directly.
1: Like Jason Veritek.
0: Absolutely, a Jason Verdetek. Any any great catcher, with a great mind for the game, knowing the hitters that they're facing. Uh, Yadier Molina is that, and he's going to make. If you're normally a uh, uh, a six out of ten, a guy like Yadier Molina can make you an eight out of ten. Yeah. As far as talent goes, that's that's just how good he is. And you got Paul Goldschmidt at first, some other you know lesser known guys, but I mean talented.
1: They figured it out though. The That's the thing. They 10, always figure
0: it out. Always. No matter what, they're always in the hunt. So I'm going to go with them. What about the West? Padres. I I so wanted to go with anybody besides the team I went with.
1: You went with the Dodgers, didn't you?
0: I did. I had, dude, it's... Here's the thing. They have to win. Oh, they
1: have to. They have to win. They have to win, have to win on multiple fronts. They have to win because... They put themselves on the table as far as payroll, as far as players, and as far as, oh, we should have won in 17, we should have won in 18 because reportedly the other teams cheated.
0: Yeah, well, bet you anything the Dodgers were too. They just weren't as good at it, much like they weren't as good as baseball, which is why they don't have World Series trophies.
1: Which, Which emphasizes your point that they have to win, especially in a season like this. Where they have the rotation, they have the balance of rotation. They have two older veteran players in in Kershaw and, and Price, and they have two younger players in Julio Reyes and and Walker Buehler. They have the bullpen. They have the start uh, the the starting lineup. They have ever they have everything. They have one of the best players in baseball in Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger, and yet I'm going to pick the Padres. Because I don't trust the Dodgers.
0: Oh, oh, keep in mind, I don't have them winning the National League pennant. Neither do I. I. I don't. I don't. I I just, dude, there's so much talent and ability here on the Dodgers. It just makes you wonder. I mean, you Clayton Kershaw, mm-hmm. who, I'm sorry, is an insanely good regular season pitcher. Yes. He's going to go down in history as the greatest pitcher to pitch until it mattered because he gets Zach Grinky syndrome the minute that anything matters, which is kind of funny because it used to be teammates, which explains to you why the Dodgers never won anything. Yeah. You because don't have the to wonder, mattered.
1: You don't have to wonder why the Dodgers didn't win. Yeah. They had two of the most weak-minded pit starting pitchers in the history of baseball.
0: And the, the true, I think the true ace of this staff is Walker Burley right now. It was Kershaw for a while. I think it's Walker Burley. He's, I mean, he's been great, but it. I mean, he's still real young. It depends. Remains to be seen what he'll do when the chips are down.
1: I don't want to correct you. It's Bueller. Bueller.
0: I. I always say Mark Burley. Confused for whatever reason, I always think like he's Mark Burley's son, but it's like what the a different name, yeah, so it, does, it doesn't make sense. But in my mind, he. Uh, in my mind, Mark Burley is very proud of his adopted son, <laughs> um, David Price, who will do fine in L.A. because there's only fans in the stands. Well, if there's any fans in the stands this year. But if there is fans in the stands, um, it doesn't go past the fourth inning in L.A. So, I mean, they're fine. No, and they show up for the third and they lead by the seventh. The bullpen. I mean, Kenley Jansen, Joe Kelly, Blake train Dude, Blake Trainin' saved 40-something games for the A's a couple years ago before Liam Hendricks took the closer position from him. Right. I mean, they have talent in that bullpen. It's deep. And they got... Um, Ma- I mean, Max Muncy never really, at first, never really. Is he the guy I'm thinking of? I don't can't remember. I know it was a prospect a few years ago. I put the name just like his. But either way, Cody Bellinger. We'll see what Gavin Lux is. Justin Turner. Corey Seeger. I mean, you got Mookie Betts. Um, Jack Peterson. I mean, you have a lot of talent on it. This team should win. This team should be on, its, uh, on a multitude of, of World Series victories.
1: Oh, you forgot Justin Turner.
0: I said Justin Turner.
1: Oh, you did? Yeah. The the sad part is is they have A.J. Pollock projected to be their D.H. A.J. Pollock's a a great center fielder. Um, It's it's an example of why they intended on trading Jock Peterson. Um, They had the deal through. Right. And it just fell through because of the Mookie Betts trade that didn't happen initially. And then um, the Angels backed out of the deal. And it's, it's a long story that happened many, many months ago. It's just an example of the Dodgers have pieces to trade, and they have ways to reinforce this roster. I mean, Will Smith came up last year and made anyone else in the catching uh, in their system as catcher expendable. They have youth. Multiple positions. Corey Seager is potentially expendable. There there has been a little chatter about trading Corey Seager before his, uh, he's due his extension. What did we say? It was 2022?
0: I believe so, yeah.
1: They have so much talent. By the way, my opinion, Cody Miller should be playing first base, not center field. First base is a better position for him. Well, but I just don't trust them.
0: Well, I don't either. Is my problem. But here's my thing. There's so much talent on that team, everyone can't slump at once. Sure. So even if you have some guys struggle, whether it be pitchers, whether it be hitters, they would have to have such a massive implosion to not be able to pull out division out in 60 games. Like, they're going to get eliminated in the first or second round of the playoffs. There's no doubt about it because that's what the Dodgers do. They just they fold. They don't have any mental toughness whatsoever.
1: Oh, well, they were. Didn't they make the World Series last year?
0: No. Oh, no. No, That's, I mean, right. that's one.
1: They had just as talented of a team. Yeah, if not more. And then they let the National, no, they didn't lose the Nationals, did they? No, they lost to somebody else because the Nationals played, who did they play in the championship series? I don't remember, but I know it wasn't the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, I don't think so, no. But, yeah, Yeah. either way, I mean.
1: It's just a weak-minded team. it is. That starts with one gentleman,
0: Clayton Kershaw. All right, your wild card teams.
1: Well, I wanted to get in the Padres a little bit. Okay. I didn't, I didn't get to – good. ahead. I, I, I like Chris Paddock as their, start, their number one. I yeah. know they're, they're, the rest of their rotation is kind of eh. And then Kirby Yates, although in his early 30s, unfortunately for Kirby Yates, he's not going to get that big closer deal because by the time he's a free agent, I think he's going to be like 33. But I like, I like him – as their closer and he and and they have some guys to bridge the gap to get to him. It's their their lineup. I like their lineup. I like Francisco Mejia as a young catcher, a young hitting catcher, Eric Cosmer, Jerks and ProFar, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatís Jr. Tommy Pham, even though he was traded out of St. Louis to Tampa Bay, in Tampa Bay, he reignited his career. He was I really think. solid
0: in Tampa Bay. Really solid. Very solid. And
1: I was shocked they let him go, but they let him go. And then Will Myers is a nice piece at the bottom of the lineup, albeit there were rumors that he was going to go to Boston.
0: Yeah, um, well, Will Myers. I would prefer yeah. not not to. Yeah, same here.
1: Uh, because of the heavy contract. It's a nice team. I like what they do. I like what they're building. I hope they, they continue to build in the right direction and not do what they did what was it like 3 or 4 years ago where they just it's when they traded for Will Myers and they traded for this traded oh traded for Kimbrel and they traded for that and then the next offseason is when they started
0: throwing yeah throwing pieces fire yeah.
1: sale yeah i just like i like what they're doing i like the the team they're forming they have young prospects that they can say at the trading deadline we want we need we need a starting pitcher let's go get him
0: And any Dodgers fan can thank this uh, COVID pandemic for Manny Machado not opting out of his contract to try to get another one. Because here's the thing he's getting like 30 some odd million a year. And I think it was after this season or next season he could opt out. Uh, He's not doing that now. Because he's had a, a massive, I believe, 30 million a year for the next like 10 years or something like that ridiculous. He's not going anywhere. He got Manny Machado for the foreseeable future because. He's not walking away from that guaranteed money when this climate, you know, in the climate we're in where players could be getting a third of that money they would normally get going in the next season and beyond in free agency until revenue picks up again. So it looks like a team that uh, might have signed him for the short term and then put that opt-out in there is going to have him for the long haul. So
1: he has an opt-out starting 2023.
0: Oh, so they had him for they had him for 3 or 4 years anyway. Yeah, for 4. Okay.
1: As far as the money wise, you're correct. Every year it's 30.
0: 30. Yeah, 30 for what? 10.
1: Uh, till his age. Yeah, it looks like 10, 10 yeah, age 20,
0: age 35 season. Yeah. So they he's on a 10-year 300 million dollar contract but something like that and he's going to more than likely be in uh San Diego for you have to figure uh, depending on how the team ends up doing over the next couple of seasons, at least six or seven of those years.
1: I would say, Chris, COVID situation is going to reverberate for a few years. I don't know that 2024, uh, 2023 season at the end of the 2023 season into the 2024 season. I don't think the reverberation is going to be over yet. I think it'll be lessened, but I don't think it'll be over yet. So I think he's got opt-outs I don't know. It doesn't say specifically, but I think it's probably every year after that. I would say he, he'll play by year.
0: Well, that's a really poorly structured contract on the Padres part.
1: But it's an even clean $30 million each and every year.
0: Yeah. So. Oh, man, he ain't going far from that.
1: No. So, as far as a wild card, I have Braves. So do I. And I know that I dumped all over them, and I shit on them, and I don't like them. And I don't trust them, but the Dodgers.
0: have uh, the Braves and the Mets.
1: But guess who guess who I have? And I didn't even I didn't even write this down. I just knew when I wrote down Braves and Dodgers, I knew who I was gonna pick to win. The Braves.
0: The all-star team? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Cause you know why? Again, LA fans, I don't trust either of your teams. That's cause and the Angels are technically L. A. Yeah, the Los Angeles Angels, Angels, Angels Los of Anaheim, Anaheim,
0: Sacramento, Northern California. But yeah. I don't trust
1: either one of their teams, and I definitely don't trust the Dodgers. So I, I have I got to say
0: between the Braves and the Mets, uh, that'd be a tough one, man. I think you got some really good young pitching on the Braves, some good uh, on the Mets, good young pitching, good young hitting on the Braves. Uh, two teams that are built very differently, but I think the Mets could surprise a lot of people.
1: Man, the Mets are just a mess, though. There's so I much. Think, for- I
0: think they're just the right kind of mess that could end up surprising people, though. They have talent. They have a lot of talent.
1: I don't know. I don't know. if I, I don't think the um, the potential or the rumors of the team selling. I don't think that'll affect the the, the product on the field. No, they don't care about that. But I think there's a possibility it could. I doubt it. But I think it would be good for the team to tri- to, to sell the team the The rumor is A Rod um, and Jennifer Lopez.
0: Yeah, they got somebody else in there now too. Are looking? Yeah, and, and yeah,
1: in, in concert with somebody else. Um, I think it'd be good. I think it'd be good. It'd be like, you know, when Derek Jeter um, and his group bought the Marlins. Yes, they did do a fire sale. I admit that, but I think it was good for the long term. Sure, that you have a a baseball person with with credentials and a history in the game credibility. You don't have to have a history in the game, but I think it's good for sure. that market. For the Mets, you just need someone who wants the team to be good. Who wants to provide for the team. Who wants to provide for the fan base. And I don't think, what's the Will Pounds? Yes. Oh no. They just seem like they're just it's it's like the it's like Henry and, and Warner. It's just it's yeah. just oh, we own the Red Sox. It's just there. It's I, just convenient I, for us. I know a
0: couple of Mets fans, and uh, they're not crazy about the Wilpons. Kind of like we're not crazy about that. you hit it right in the head about John Henry and that ownership group. It's it's the same kind of feeling towards him. Like yeah, you, you can sell the team and go. It's fine.
1: Like we could say what we wanted wanted about George Steinbrenner um, when he's when he was alive. Rest in peace.
0: He was a fantastic owner, but he he
1: supported the team. And Absolutely, he would go all in. I mean, he would go all
0: in. I just don't like the Yankees as a Red Sox fan. Right. And I, I don't like George Steinbrenner as the owner of the team. I didn't like, objectively looking at it, as an owner of a sports franchise. If you're a player, you couldn't ask for a lot more than Steinbrenner. So
1: that's why I found the Marlins fan. I, I give Derek
0: two, three more. You got to give him more time. Yeah, you got to give him more time. See
1: what he builds. But I have the Nationals in the World Series. I do as well. I have the White Sox beating the Nationals.
0: In the world series. The Nationals are apparently our favorite punching bag in the NL because I have the Oakland Athletics beating the Nationals in a what I think would be not necessarily the sexiest or highly most highly rated World Series ever, but I think it would be a phenomenally fun series to watch.
1: I agree. I would I would like it and I wanna see what happens. I wanna I hope this whole thing happen whole thing happens. Uh, the 60 games, the playoffs happen, everything happens. As projected. And I want baseball to seriously step back after the season's over and look at this seriously and say, was it successful? Did we get viewership? Did we get listenership on the radio? Did we get more attention on these 60 games? And was it more dramatic baseball than we've had in the past 20 years? And if it was, what can we do to duplicate this? Because uh, yeah. that could be the that could be the key to unlock the future of baseball
0: right i, I it's funny too because everything everything I said about how i was i was turned off from watching and I didn't want to see it and this and that and I was mad at them yeah i think you know, I that I stand by what I said about demanding like idiots and all that stuff but man i'm glad baseball's back I love the game like it, to me it's like I love the boston Red sox I can't stand the ownership group. Can't stand them. But I still want to watch the team. I love my team. Like I love baseball. I want to watch baseball. I can just take put aside all the nonsense that they 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 put everybody everything through and just enjoy the game.
1: I will say this though. I'll enjoy the sixty games. I'll try. They have to seriously look at the game, as far as on the field on what they're doing day in day out. And try to get that number down. Oh, without that a doubt. 315, 330, they got to get it down to 245, 235. If you for can what? do that. you are talking about? Time. How long a game, oh, okay. yeah. a game takes.
0: Well, dude, you're talking something. <laughs> 330. At this point. Dude, some of the games I was watching last season. Four. I would have been happy with
1: 330.
0: Four. 450. Yeah. You're like, talking summer t- four and a half, five hour games for a Tuesday night non-divisional game that doesn't mean crap. Between a team that's eight games up in the division and a team that's 15 games un- behind, it's like...
1: That's why I'm saying yeah. 60 games, 60 games, and you get that time down, you may be able to get something. Am I saying 60 games is the marker? No, I'm not saying that. But 162, the the joke is, is games don't matter in April. Well, they do, because you could lose the division right. by two games, and two games that you bagged out in uh, April matter now but we're going to start watching end of july and by september we're going to be looking at okay it's 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 compact it's short and i get we can't have that because they they need to be the owners wouldn't need their money and the players want to get paid what they're getting paid and they need to play 162 to get those numbers
0: and that's the biggest problem because I if it was me if you told me right now pick 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 a game Pick a number. Mm -hmm. I'd say 100.
1: 100 probably is about right.
0: Do 100 games and then see from there. Do a couple seasons like that. See what happens as far as ratings. you'll never get there. Game time. You'll never get there, no. It'll be 162 because, like you said, it took them almost allowing the league to implode this year to get their asses on the field. Right. Do you think they're going to sit there next season when they can say, okay, well, we did all that last year, so... We're gonna come back to 162. They're not. They're not gonna leave their money. They're not. It, it's not gonna happen. They're gonna to continue to just. As long as a guy like Rob Manfred is at the helm, and you have a guy like Tony Clark in charge of the union, right? You're not going to have continuous positive compromise.
1: And you have to look at it after the 2020 2022 season. You now have to get that CBA done. So yep. you have to almost. As soon as this season's over, or actually right now, you have to start working on. Guys, we need to come together on a CBA before the 2023 season starts. And you may think, if you're out there, you may think, "Oh, that's that's like two plus seasons from now." It's like, what are you what are you talking about? That'll come up real quick. Oh yeah, because it's a quick turnaround from the from the end of the 2022 season. You know when the season starts? The next season starts five days afterwards. Yeah, five days afterwards, and it's gonna it's gonna because all the things start to happen. All the scheduled not events, but like the scheduled um, days of you know you have to have your forty man roster set. You have to do the rule five draft. You have to have your tenures in. You you know. You can start talking to your own free agents for a certain period of time, and then you can start signing free agents. You have to have this CBA in place before the 2023 season starts. If you don't have it by the end of the 2022 season, it is going to be a long offseason that
0: year. Like you said, they may as well try to start getting an outline now because it's going to take them forever to agree.
1: That's what I'm saying. They have to but, start now. Yeah. You can't wait. So.
0: But we've been on a positive we've been on a positive note for baseball, right. which I really enjoyed because instead of sitting on there, sitting coming on here and crapping all over MLB and how dumb they were being in childish and, right. and ragging on Rob Manfred, we're just able to talk about some pure baseball on the field, and I loved it. I could do that all day. I could do that till I lose my voice. I love the game. I love baseball. I think before the season starts, I don't think you have much objection to this. Or if you do, I'll edit it out so nobody hears it. <laughs> but uh, I think it'd be fun to. Do kind of like some, not necessarily position, like, oh, who's the best first baseman? Who's the best second baseman? Maybe do that with, like, starting pitchers, who we think we can get top five or top ten in each league. Do, uh, you know, who we think will end up winning, like, the Cy Young and the MVP, and who will be the best hitter in the league. Do it like, the major awards, and we'll do that before the season starts, much like our division picks. Yeah. That way we can kind of... Go to them throughout the season and say, it's oh, not looking good or "Oh man, you pull that out of nowhere, that's nice." And it, so they think the interesting thing will be
1: it'll be quickly known uh, as the season goes on. It's like'll we'll, we'll find out real quick who who's on the upswing and who's not. And much like, I guess you could say in the NFL, there's 16 games, so you'll know you, Lamar Jackson got that award pretty quick, and he didn't let it go.
0: Oh, exactly. Yeah, they, he, every game matters so much, like you said, sixteen it, it was, games.
1: Uh, conservatively. I know. I know you were on him earlier than I was because I had Russ. I was going Russ week six, week seven, and you got to think that's seven games, six, seven games. And you I, think I called
0: Lamar after like week four. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like and, and, I was like, dude, there's no way this right, guy yeah. isn't. Yeah.
1: So, I think that's part of the the allure of the NFL. It's just. You just start clicking off games really quick and all of a sudden it's November. Yeah. This, this right here, 60 games. We're gonna start July 24th. Before you know it, trading deadline, August 31st is gonna happen. And it's going to be like, whoa, whoa. We're already almost to the end of the season. Things are gonna and things are gonna move. People are gonna be shifting uh teams. This could be good, but you gotta be able to you as the owners, and you as the players in the union have to come to an understanding. It may not be 60 games, but you have to reconsider 162. You have to reconsider if you don't want to come off this uh, all your little things you want in-game to make the game 315, 330 uh, uh, hours. Then maybe you have to cut it down to seven innings. And that'll bring you drastically down to two hours and 30 minutes, two hours and 15, because that's what you
0: need. I completely understand what you're saying, so I don't want you to come off as, just come off as, you know, oh, no, you're wrong. Man, baseball to me is just nine innings. I mean, it, it just, it it's they have to find a way, no doubt. I just think, I think, honestly, cutting it to seven is a short-term solution. I think you're going to, if they say, oh, it's seven innings now. Right. So... Now games are going to end up being two and a half hours, a little under three, probably. I know. Oh, seven innings, yeah. Even seven innings will take that long the way they're going. Yeah, they're going to go. Oh well, we just shaved off two innings. Now we can take our time. Now we can do this. Now we can mm-hmm. get more advertising. Now we can get more sponsorships. So I don't think that's the answer. I think all if you shorten how long the actual game on the field is, all it's going to do is open up more doors to have more filler.
1: Right. Okay.
0: That's um. Fair but uh man i i don't know i just remember i remember growing up and they had advertisements then they had commercials then they, i mean it's, it's it's a lot of
1: the in game stuff that's it's, just it's,
0: it's it's oh it's it's this new we talk about it all the time the Saber metrics, the whole new uh measurement system of players effective now it's like oh we got a right handed pitcher and and the wind chill is under 75 <laughs> well we need our third string Lefty catcher to hit off this guy, and then they got to hold through the whole process of they sub the catcher and oh. for to, to hit pinch it. And then, oh no, the opposing manager has to call and have somebody warm up in the bullpen because now they can't have that guy face that guy. And then, oh well, you know, now that guy has to warm up. There's not gonna be enough time before he gets in, it gets on the mound. So now the manager has to find some way to delay, to stall, to so they can get this guy in the game before the other catcher gets in the batter's box. It's just nonsense. There's so much of it, and Tony La Russa was one of the major culprits of that.
1: Oh, he was. And the- I
0: love Tony La Russa as a manager. He, I mean, a phenomenal manager. Right. Cannot deny his track record. But my God, on the way out, his way out of the game, man. <laughs> he, uh, he left behind some things that other people took and ran with, and they. Added a lot of time onto the end of these games. Oh, yeah. He started the closer. Yes. The whole thing of, hey, remember, bullpens used to very rarely be used. Like, guys, there's a look through baseball history. We get these big old, like, country tough farm boys coming in there. They throw both games of a doubleheader. Like, this wasn't any, oh, you're on a hundred pitch pitch count. These guys would throw both games of a doubleheader, pitch a, uh, 18 innings, they give up like one run and three hits, strike out like 30 people. Maybe not 30, but 15 to 20, depending on the pitcher. Right. And then on the way home, they'd see a pickup game going on, and they'd go on the mound there, and they'd pitch another 8 to 10 innings. Like, there's all sorts of hit all throughout baseball history. There's all these stories of these guys throwing these massive amount of innings, and they're absolutely fine. And, and, and then it got to the point where it was like, okay, well, now have a starter go seven. It'll be special if he can go a complete game. So a starter goes seven. Has a good seven innings. Then you bring in the setup guy. Then you bring in a closer. Okay? That's great. Fine. Well then, now that's too much because now these guys won't be able to pitch nine innings to seven innings. Well, now the ones that can't quite do seven can do five or six. And then you get, okay, then you need a long middle reliever, long reliever. If they struggle, now you need your in-between guys. Now you need two setup guys. Now you need a closer. Now we have, thanks to you know Tampa Bay. Now we have openers who pitch two to three, maybe four innings, and mm-hmm. then then they piece it together.
1: Oh, sometimes they they have sometimes one They inning. had one guy. Sometimes one inning. They had one guy who was one inning, and they traded him at the trading deadline. What was it? Last year of the year? Sergio, Roma, right? hmm? Sergio Romo,
0: right? Sergio Romo. They have him pitch like one.
1: No, inning. no, no, no. It was somebody before that. I I have to I have to dig into um. Uh, the the past few uh, past few years of the Teneres, but uh, there was one guy in particular that was opening a lot of the games. And all of a sudden, he got traded the trade deadline. Probably because they wore him out, and they brought someone that had somebody else either yeah. come from the minors or someone they traded for. Actually, I think that was the year that maybe Sergio Romo started doing that. It's just everybody's trying to evolve the game, but none of them want to look at it and say. What can we do to reduce that time? Because the good thing about hockey, football, and basketball, you can almost predictively look at it and say, "I know when it starts and I know when it's going to end." Football, if you're if the Pats are on at one, you know by four o'clock they'll probably be done. So you can kind of I know it's three hours, but you can kind of pigeonhole it. it's like, okay, this is my day right for the first part of Sunday, right? Or if it's Monday night football, if it's Thursday night football, if it's Whatever it is, you know. Um, if I'm watching the Celtics, I know if they start at 9 o'clock, I know by 10.30, I'm done. Right. Because it's in and out. Hockey, same thing. If they start at 7, 9 o'clock, maybe 9.15, they'll be done.
0: But either way, it's not an excessive. It's not a five, six-hour venture. I mean, some right. of these Red Sox-Yankee games, couple, of, the last couple of years, I mean, they were going. They were reaching, you know, five hours, five-plus hours.
1: Okay. like we, like I like, like I pointed out before, when we were uh, watching 0-4, Yankees Red Sox, I think we lost a year of our lives. Oh yeah, just because of that. And until baseball players step away from the game and then they try to watch themselves, I don't think they're going to realize it. Damn. Here's the thing:
0: forget all these middle relievers, forget all these this nonsense. Find yourself some non-soft pitchers. Some guys who can go out there and pitch you seven innings every fifth game. You get yourself a couple of guys in the bullpen who can pitch you three or four innings just in case something happens. An injury or your starter gets beat up out there real early. You have them just in case. You have a good setup guy, a good closer, and a good guy to put in at the end of games that are blowouts. You got six, seven guys in that bullpen, your five starters. You put the rest on the bench. Your team will succeed. Trust me. I'm not a professional. I just use common sense, and I know this game. It'll be fine. Enough with the openers. Enough with the... We need nine pitchers every game because we have to have a, situa- a guy for every situation. It's nonsense, and it makes the game unwatchable.
1: And it just to, to, to your whole point, it's the front office, and I... I some of the analytics uh, analytics I do like, but uh, I'm old school like you are. I look at ERA, wins, losses, strikeouts. I look at batting average, home runs, RBIs.
0: I mean, the stuff that really matters?
1: That's the stuff that matters yeah, to me. stuff that really I matters. Yep. You know, I don't look at UZR. I don't look at WOBA. I don't look at uh, war. I don't, I don't look at this stuff. And I think that's devaluing the win is is one thing because they you talk to analytics guys saber manager guys they devalue the win incredibly much to the point where I think that's why pitchers don't care like to the point where who was it was it King Felix or was it um, who was it who won uh, the Cy Young a few years ago with like 13 wins
0: Uh, Felix Hernandez yeah with 12 wins Now that's because Seattle was awful though
1: and he had a crazy ERA
0: yeah his ERA was like under two.
1: But they, I I see it all the time on ML, MLB Network. They hammer the point of, and you know your boy always be saying that stuff. Brian Kenny
0: You damn well know I don't like Brian Kenny. Well, I don't dislike him as a person. Just his analytics.
1: I, I hate I hate him. I hate him when I watch him, and he just hammers the point. Wins don't matter. Losses don't matter.
0: Well, here's the thing. That's pretty good because you have to pitch five innings to be recognized as a pitcher of record. So if you're an opener and you don't pitch five innings, there's no win to be had there for you. And, so. that's,
1: and, and I hate to do it. I hate to do it, but that's how you. That's how you fix the game. Incentivize going longer. Is if you pitch five innings and you give up three, three, was it three uh, runs or less, you get a quality start at minimum. Right. Oh oh when you do your contract extension, your your arbitration. Ooh, I got I, I hit I started thirty-three games and I have twenty-four quality starts. Um your ERA is six. But I have twenty-four quality starts. Right. You quality won three starts.
0: games and have an ERA approaching six. Well Brian Kenny said I was a good pitcher. Well that's good, let him pay you.
1: And my war is like five point six and the average War for starting pitchers is like three point one. So I'm really. Son, you're gonna have
0: to start speaking a language I can understand. I'm sorry, this is nonsense. But then
1: he'll end up. The the person will end up with a 500 record or a sub 500 record with 12 wins and, and 14 losses. But he'll think he's. Yeah. You know,
0: I say the Felix, the Felix Hernandez thing. though. that wasn't his fault because not, he 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 paid for a very poor Seattle team. Yes. So he go out and he pitched seven innings, give up like three hits and maybe one run strike out twelve. Right. And then they have a reliever come in who give up five runs. And I it happened no time after time after time again. And I so. had no problem with him winning because no, he, he was a, the best pitcher that year.
1: You have a dominant ERA. That that and and your innings are up there. That speaks to you as a pitcher. Right. You you've dragged your team to as many wins as you could. Um that was the problem with uh God, who was it? it was sale. Was it sale that and it was a sale last year the year before where or no, a couple of years in Chicago, where he'd just dominate. Oh, yeah. He'd give up, like, maybe maybe one run.
0: He'd pitch eight, eight shutout innings, and the reliever would come in right away and give up a two-run home run.
1: No, it was, it was his first year in Boston, where he'd give up, like, one run. Oh, well, like, it was
0: his last year in Chicago, too. It's probably one of the right. reasons he wanted out. So. And,
1: and, and, and he was slated to win the Cy Young, um, but he just couldn't get the run production, couldn't get the wins. And then, who was it? Kluber, I think, won... Over him,
0: probably. I don't know. We didn't. We didn't research I, that. So. I, I'm
1: just. There's a lot of things I could fix with baseball. I think this is this is one thing they should seriously look at.
0: Lengthening the season,
1: reducing the season yeah. uh, total games to make it more interesting. Why basketball's looking at it, even though I don't think 82, 82 games is a problem.
0: No, I don't think so. Yeah,
1: but they're considering reducing six games. They were you redu- know talking about, because they're evolving the game. Chris. They're trying. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right. Yeah. Even if the game's
1: good, NFL, even if the game's good, they try to evolve. Trying to
0: change it to see what they can and both those leagues are smart enough. If it doesn't work, they can just pull it back to next season. Give it a shot. Try something new. NHL's
1: doing the same thing. They're trying to evolve the game each and every year. They're trying to add stuff, subtract stuff.
0: Like I said with the with the wildcard play in game for baseball. I thought I thought that sucked at first. I heard about it. I was like, You have a team that's the best non division winner, and their reward is they get to play the second best non division winner in one game to see who gets to be the wild card. I said, that sucks. Why don't they just keep it the way it is? You know what? That, those two wild card playing games are two of the most exciting games of the year. Even if it's a blowout, right. you're watching an all or nothing, yeah. everything on the line, do or die game. And there are a few things in sports that are that exciting, no matter what sport it is, than watching a game with everything on the line. Yeah. So It's,
1: it's what this is going to be. This is what this is going to be, where you're going to have to look at it in a normal season – we're looking at August, September, basically. And like, okay, guys, it's august it's all think of this as August. When does it start ramping up in Boston, uh, baseball? August. Trading deadline. Oh, that's when we have to really hit the hit our hit our stride. Now you have to hit your stride, start it off.
0: Yeah. Right off it's the bat. Something
1: they want to look at, but they're not going to.
0: Well, you know, I'm gonna to try to stay positive because, you know, baseball, baseball as of right now is back and like I said. Until we hear otherwise, if we hear otherwise, we are going to progress as baseball is back and will be played, and I, I hope it is. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our our divisional winner breakdown and World Series picks, and there'll be plenty more baseball coming in the episodes. I know a lot of you will be happy about that, and I know I am too. Because like I said, I can say I'm I'm a I'm a baseball nerd. I can talk baseball almost all day, so. I'm pretty happy about it being back. I love it. and uh, But I think if you're all set, Ben, we're going to get out of here. Yep. All right, everybody. We uh, Again, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Went a little long. I'm, I'm sure you don't mind. But if you have any questions or comments about whatever you heard on the show or just anything in general you'd like to talk to Ben or I about, we'd love to hear from you and Ben. Where can they do that?
1: Well, you can hit us up on Twitter. That's at BCTSpod or on Facebook, Ben and Chris Talk Sports.
0: All right, folks, and as as promised, the website, bctspod.com, is very, very nearing completion. There's a good chance by the time you hear our next episode Tuesday morning it may be active and live, I'm hoping. We'll definitely let you guys know on social media when you can go there and see what we're doing. Uh, We appreciate you listening. Thank you very, very much. For Ben, I am Chris. Please stay safe and stay healthy. We will see you right back here Tuesday morning.
1: Thank you.